Hey everyone, Jason Torchinski here. And first, thanks for listening. Second, thanks to our new sponsor, Marble. Marble? We got we got a rock to sponsor our podcast? <laughs> no, David. Marble with a capital M. It's the only all-in-one app for managing your insurance policies and getting rewarded for it. Okay, all right. Well, I have a bunch of cars that I think they're all probably insured, so this could help. Probably not, but Marble's great. It's fast and it's easy to set up as it'll put all of your different insurance policies in one place for you. It's free, which we love around here, being cheapskates, and it will automatically alert you if your rates are going to increase, probably with some kind of really loud sound. Once you set it up, you don't have to do anything as it does it for you, like a robot trained to monitor insurance. And you get marbles, which you can redeem for rewards or use to donate to charity. A marble spewing robot. Whew, that sounds great. How many marbles did you get from it? I got, let's see, two, 900 marbles. Uh, what do you do with that many marbles? I just put them all on a Target gift card. Okay, what'd you do at Target? What'd you get? I got a big uh, crap load of Hot Wheels. I assume for uh, your child? Yeah, yeah, sure, for my child. Mm, okay, well, anyway, um, okay, that sounds good. I like Hot Wheels. Uh, where do I sign up? So you just go to joinmarble.co slash Autopian and you start adding your policies. And not only will you be supporting this podcast, you will also get rewarded just for being a real adult and keeping on top of your insurance. Joinmarble.co slash Autopian, is that right? Yes, David. That's joinmarble.co slash Autopian. Podcast, and we're very excited about our next guest coming up here. Guys, you want to do the introduction? Mercedes Streeter, the right. Chicago-based automotive nut who writes for us. Uh, uh, okay, Absolute okay, car hoarding legend. Can we bring yes. her on? Is she there? Is she Another there? one of us. Yeah. the Autopian Podcast. Mercedes, thank you for, because I asked you if you could join us today, and you're like, I'm out camping. And then Jason, <laughs> I think went, I think Jason went behind my back and was like, I'm going to convince her anyway. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks much. <laughs> yeah, thanks easy. for interrupting your vacation and joining us on this this is how we work our employees. It's like, oh, you're gonna take a little vacation? Uh-uh. We we need you. We're gonna podcast. call you an hour before and ask you to join us yeah. on working some more. That's, that's how we work. So hopefully it's quiet. I had to go to like a rest stop because it was so loud from all the planes flying around. <laughs> so you're where are you? You're at the Oshkosh the air show, is that right? Yeah, Oshkosh Air uh, Air Venture. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, there's so, all kinds of fun stuff there. Mercedes. Although technically, right now I'm at a rest stop. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah. See the recycling bins behind you, so that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes. I think uh, you are uh, one of the more, I think one of, you know, definitely the most interesting writer on on our site, Jason. You and I, we got to step aside because yeah, the things that you write about are unconventional sometimes, and and of course, obviously, I'm always looking at metrics, and it's like. You write about U-Haul trailers and and airplanes and motorcycles. Not these are car adjacent things, but not cars. A, a U-Haul trailer is not a car. At last exactly. I and yet, <laughs> technically, no. 
everyone wants to read about the U-Haul trailer. Why is this? How is it? How are you doing this? Are, yeah, what the hell? Did you buy? <laughs> it interesting. Did you buy ten thousand uh, uh, computers <laughs> and you're just having them all click on your stories? I do not. I they're I great stories. The they are great. <laughs> they are great. Uh, yeah, they're they're obviously really well well written, really interesting. Um, and I guess you know we're curious, like how'd you get into it, and and like what is it about them that you think draws people in? Are we talking about U-Haul trailers? Yeah, stories about <laughs> trailers. Um, I mean, you yeah. RVs. I mean, like, so for me, it was like it happened like five years ago. Like, I was kind of even know what I was doing. I think it was an opposite lock or something, and um, someone posted a picture of like a, a fiberglass trailer. I'm like, whoa, what's that thing? Because like I'm so used to my parents have these big giant like calluses on wheels. And I started doing research, I'm like, whoa, U-Haul made trailers, and oh, this is so cool. There's only like 2,000 of them, and and now I know that the company itself doesn't even know how many trailers it made because they they all the records have been lost somewhere, and it's just it's it's a weird, fascinating story because U-Haul used to like rent literally anything that you could that you could wish to rent from like paint sprayers to jet skis and stuff. VCRs, and, and, you and, said they used to rent also, right? Yes, adult videos and stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah. You should be able to get a VCR a at a U-Haul. Like an orange one, even, I think. Yeah, big orange, big orange VCR. It was it had ads in Playboy and stuff. Wow. That's Amazing. Fantastic. Who's doing that? Yeah. But I, I why I don't know if I mean I think part of it's Mercedes just writes well and it makes these things engaging and interesting. True. But the initial the initial draw, I don't, I think, David, honestly, this just goes to something that you and I have talked about for years and that almost any subject can be made exciting if you yourself are excited by it, which is, I think, exactly what's going on here. Mercedes digs it and she conveys I, that. And I like telling a story. Yeah. Yeah. So That's Mercedes, cool. how did you get into all this craziness? Because you're, oh. you, you have this incredibly interesting and varied, just different between buses and smart cars and motorcycles like we mentioned all you know basically if it's got well i was going to say wheels i guess airplanes do but they don't have to but how did you get into all this what oh oh it's hard it's hard well so not really sure where the planes and trailers came from but i know for cars anyway. <laughs> okay i know for cars it happened when i was a kid my, my uncle gave me like a like a, a like a matchbox pontiac firebird and it was like missing its paint and stuff and i thought it was the coolest thing ever as a kid and I started just collecting more and more matchbox cars. And then my mom bought me a goat cart and I just drove that all over the neighborhood doing burnouts and racing on the dirt track. We, the kids built me horse and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Cars are great. I'm just gonna keep on like just going more in, into cars. At some point I had like 5,000 matchbox cars, I think. Oh my gosh. Before my mom started destroying, before my mom started throwing them away. Cause she's like, you're oh, too no. old things. Oh no. I still have like, I don't know, 300 or so today. Cool. Well, that's pretty good. Solid. So, yeah. so tell us how. So how how do you, so you you hoarding cars has you've been doing that for a while, but oh, they yeah. were smaller they, 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 back then. For as long as I can talk, it sounds it seems like. <laughs> and and now I, I really want listeners to understand <laughs> the setup that you have right now because you know, like I was telling I was telling Jason and Bo last episode, I have plenty of space in suburban Michigan. Having ten cars. Here is not a big deal. Just put them in the backyard. It's not a big deal. But you have, not only do you have more cars, but they are Volkswagen from the era that you don't necessarily want Volkswagens. Oh, of course. Yeah. And yeah. your like living situation is more complicated than mine. So can you just walk oh. us through that? 
Ah, yes. Okay. So, so I, I live in an apartment complex. So there, there is a condo association and they're, they're quite particular about the vehicles you park there. Like one time I parked a, a van that had three 10, 10 millimeter sockets spray painted on the side and uh, someone took offense to that. So apparently I can't have crazy cars at my apartment, which is I own all nothing but crazy cars. So, so how many do you own? Oh, I love that. that there's the pause. I think um, there's math going on. Right yes, yeah, right exactly. Are we yeah. including motorcycles? Carry the two. Uh, yes, including motorcycles. I think if we include, include everything, it's 20 vehicles. Jeez. There's, there's, yes. there's a Volkswagen that I can't sell right now, so I, I, I'm up one. <laughs> 20. And one's okay. a bus, right? One's a full size bus, like a city bus. One, one's a transit bus, yeah. That's like not a little, that's a full size city style bus, though, right? Like 30 <laughs> feet long? 30, 35 feet long. God. Okay, okay. So, so what do you do with the bus? Like, I, I love this too. I'm also a car hoarder and I, I get it. I get so, it. But so, like, so you know how I, some people they have like a Corvette for the weekend? Yeah. They just drive their Corvette the weekend. I, I, I drive the bus on the weekend, just like like a Corvette. So it's although, drivable? <laughs> it's drivable. And although sometimes I do stop at, do stop, I do run like a bus route sometimes and stop at bus stops <laughs> to see what happens. That's so <laughs> messed up. This is, like, this is a perfect Oh my gosh, that'd be so hilarious. How many people are going to... Let's get the camera crew out there. We've got to do a video. Here's uh, how many people will board a random bus. <laughs> I bet a lot the of people No one has boarded, but they look at the bus and they make sure like, they're like, they look at the bus, look at the sign. They're like, okay, that's not my bus. So what are but you going to do if someone gets on your bus, though, Mercedes? What are you going to do when someone inevitably <laughs> will get on this bus? Are you just uh, going to ask them where they want to go and just be like a free Uber? <laughs> I'm not going to open the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sensing hilarious hijinks here. I don't know about I, you guys. I want to yeah. step back a second uh, and just uh, maybe introduce you a little bit more. Uh, you know, obviously... Um, you Thank used you. to work. You used to work uh, at Jalopnik before, um, and and so, but you haven't been a, a car writer forever, right? What were you doing before? Uh, what I was doing before is actually I was doing um, like how do I describe it? Basically, basically technical support. Um, I I basically I, I worked for. Well, I, can't, I, I can say this. I was working for for school districts in the on the East Coast, basically, and. Um, they had these SQL-based server systems and they're always broken all the time. So, these are, so I was always writing SQL code and broken Java code and stuff just, just to get their cobbled together server systems working. So for the past, I don't know, before, before this, I was working for in IT for like 10 years. All right. Wow. I'm glad all you're right. doing this now. Seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way better. <laughs> way better way use your talents. <laughs> I no more, no more like beating my head into a desk because my code's not working anymore. <laughs> well, this kind of segues well into the, the article you wanted to talk about, David, since that's kind ah. of IT related, you know? Yeah, you know what story actually, <laughs> oh, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Mercedes is holding up a USB cord um, <laughs> because her she wrote a story this week that, uh, oh my gosh, so many people have been reading it. Um, it's about Hyundais and Kias being stolen, being basically broken into. Um, and I don't know, I, obviously you're an incredible writer and you, you know, everything you write does really well, but this one did in like really, really, and, and, and I, I want to know from your standpoint, what do you think was so captivating about this? First well, off, what's the article? Let's talk about what yeah, it exactly. is. Explain what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so I, I guess we'll start from the top. Uh, so, so I'm I'm kind of closest to Milwaukee. So, and I visit the city a lot. And so back back over a year ago at Jalopnik, I, I saw the story come up where it's like the numbers of stolen cars in Milwaukee like doubled because people have found out that they could steal Kias and Hyundai's very easily. I was like, huh, that's very strange. And uh, at first, I saw the reports. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, because there's a vulnerability in the ignition or something like that. And uh, or the, the perceived vulnerability of ignition, and the people are just like a lot of just like teenagers are stealing them, and so I thought that was extremely weird. And and you know I just wrote a story about it, then wrote a follow up, and it just it somehow just got worse. Where it's just like uh, four thousand five hundred ish vehicles were stolen in twenty twenty, and then in twenty twenty one it was like ten thousand seven hundred, so like it more than doubled basically in, yeah. in just a year. So that set off some flags, right? Yeah, and it's like for so when it came to 2022, I started seeing reports that it's like happening in St. Louis and happening in Chicago now. So it's like it's spread outside of Milwaukee to other cities. I'm like, okay, what's going on with this? And it turns out now there's like a whole like gang of like people who steal Hyundai's and Kia's for fun because apparently all you have to do is use a USB cable to start the car. Is the cable connected right now? So so the so the cable. I'm not sure how, how much I want to explain this, but basically, you, you, just, you just people have found out that you can either force the windows down or just break the windows, get in, and then apparently, if you break the windows, the alarm doesn't go off. And um, you could just like in like 30 seconds or so, you just take off two pieces of plastic and then shove the sh- and, then, and then shove a USB cable into the ignition and just turn. Wait, so the USB cable isn't actually making a data connection of any kind? No. This is just a physical size. Just the physical shape and size of a USB cable happens to turn the ignition. Yeah. That's even even cruder than I would have. Right. It's crazy. I thought there was some high-tech, you know, hacking going on here. (laughs) No, you're just jamming it in. Apparently, you can use, like, pliers and use, like, (laughs) screwdrivers, but apparently a USB cable has just the perfect size to just go like this and turn. And so you've seen you've seen a number of like TikTok. So this is big on TikTok, right? It's like basically it's, a trend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's bigger than you think. Like it's bigger than you think should be about stealing cars and TikTok. And it's wild. It's like you see people just like swerving on purpose. And, and like How do they get around this. So this releases the steering wheel lock and everything because it actually turns the cylinder, right? Yeah, it turns. So, yeah, it turns. Basically, you're deleting the ignition, sort of. You're, you're deleting the part of the ignition that the key goes into. Yeah. And it takes basically nothing but brute force to do that. Wow. wow. So have yeah. you heard, is, is Hyundai Kia doing anything about this? Yeah, what is, that's, that's right. What's so, going so, on now? So reportedly, what the problem is that these cars don't have immobilizers, at least the ones that are being targeted. Um, apparently, some, some Kias and Hyundais that are older than 2022 have immobilizers, and some don't. And um, it's unclear which ones do and which ones do not. But at any rate, the ones that are being stolen, I mean, they're, 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 they're being, you can steal them in less than a minute. And so, so Hyundai, and so Hyundai and Kia's statements, both of them have given me statements saying basically, our cars meet quarter, uh, federal motor vehicle safety standards and all cars starting in 2022 will have a mobilizer. However, there are reports coming out now that people are just stealing the ones with the mobilizers anyway. So. Perhaps, perhaps the mobilizer is not enough. <laughs> wow, man, this is a mess. 
Yeah, it is. But it, yeah, I, I thought it was going like, to be some complicated. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was yeah. just physical. That's Brute the crazy force. thing. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like the, the part that captivated me is just like it's just there's just three elements involved. Just one is just the fact that the, the thefts have doubled, and then two yeah. the fact that they're using USB cables to do it, and then the third one is that like there's a whole group of people who are proud to steal Kias to the point where they named their game after Kias. <laughs> it's just. The By the way, we, we are not promoting stealing Hyundai's or Kia's. No, don't, don't take anyone's Sonata. You know, yeah, yeah, but we should try yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm back. curious to see. <laughs> Although, if you do own a Hyundai or Kia, you can do it yourself and return yeah. the car back to stop without damaging it. Mm. Wow. So far as I can tell, what they do doesn't actually destroy the car, so long as you don't do it like with brute force. Right. All right, I say we try it. I say we. we <laughs> I mean, know, I, I, I do think we should try it. People are really interested in learning more about this. Uh, we on our own vehicles, to be clear about that. Um, <laughs> what do we have permissions for? Yes, yes. we're not going to actually Amazing. steal anything. No, 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 Last time that I even includes me because back in 2021, that same van that had three 10 millimeter sockets along the side, that one got stolen by um, some local um, uh, drug enthusiasts. Oh. A what enthusiast? Drug. Drug enthusiast. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Yes. Yeah. Drug hobbyist. <laughs> well, I really like that. Another have enthusiast. you ever had a car stolen, David? Have you, have you had a car stolen, David? Don't even ask me that question. Don't even ask me that question because uh, that might what that. The answer is no, and, but but the, but I'm concerned. Only one. I'm concerned because the two LA guys here are have are talking about having their vehicle stolen, and I'm yeah. I'm worried, folks. I'm worried. See, the thing is, you either have to have a car worth stealing or a Kia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love how you said or <laughs> because like a Kia and worth stealing, eh, there's not a lot of overlap. Oh man! This is, I mean, this is like a, something you can go to jail for for many years for. So like, if you don't go to jail, steal something like really cool. So I have yeah. like I think again, one of don't my... steal things though. Don't don't steal things. Though. Yes, please don't steal. <laughs> I'm worried about my Mustang, which is like a nice you know bright red '66 Mustang. It's and also concern. zero security on that thing. Like, yeah, dude. You got to get that bar over the steering wheel. I use one. You... The, the yeah, I'm not kidding. Unfortunately, yeah. it's true. I mean, nice. that's an old Ford, so you might be able to start with the USB cable, too, but, like, use it as the actual key. <laughs> yeah. Oh, screwdriver, yeah. Wow. Good stuff. David, yeah, um, um, while Mercedes is here, do you want to get her opinion on your, your van situation? Yes. yes. I, I want to talk about vehicle inspection for oh, a couple boy. of reasons, okay? Just in general. Which you're about because... to learn new nightmares when you come to California. Exactly. Too. I honestly, <laughs> my favorite vehicle that I own is 1985 Jeep J10 pickup truck. And I can't even bring that to California because I know there's 0% chance it's going to pass emissions. Zero. Doesn't even you have. Vi- there's no way. It doesn't have the it, same since 74, though. You just need to find, a, get a wrecked 74 and just do a little bit of a VIN swap. No, I mean, no, like no, half no, my no. cars have check engine lights on, so I, I feel you there. Anyway, I, living in Michigan, zero emissions inspection. Zero safety inspection. I mean, Jason Torchinsky and I drove, mm, I don't know if we should admit this, eh, whatever, too late. Um, <laughs> yeah. AV, remember that postal Jeep that I bought? Oh, Jason? yeah. I bought, it from Indi- I bought it from Indianapolis, Indiana. 
And before I meticulously fixed it and made sure it was incredibly safe before I went all the way across the country and back. Um, before that, it was the worst car possibly in the world. I mean, yeah, it was it was unbelievably awful. I, I actually didn't realize at the time how bad it was. Um, but Jason and I, we had a, uh, a reader event at Jalop because the Detroit Auto Show used to happen in January and there used to be a big reader meetup at the, the local carding place. So I wanted to bring the postal Jeep because I figured readers would love that. Problem is it was like 10 miles from my house and the postal Jeep I had bought for $500 had a huge two foot rust hole in the frame. You paid 500 and- bucks for that? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to okay. talk. <laughs> you got to teach me how to wheel and deal, uh, Bo, at yeah, some dude. point. I think you would have gotten this thing for 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, really. He would have been paid. And change. <laughs> he yeah. would have been paid hey, for I use it. a lawyer for my negotiations. It works very good. Oh, that's genius. But but yeah, so, but I drove this thing the 10 miles to the place. David was following me. And it was the, I've driven a lot of marginal scary cars. This was the scariest I drove because the, input that you gave to the steering wheel had almost nothing to do with what the car ended up doing. Nothing. I remember I've never driven anything like it. I remember I was driving in front of Jason. So Jason was in this postal Jeep, which, okay, I'll just admit, later I found out that it had absolutely no suspension bushings and that the rusted part of the frame was all the way through, all the way around the frame. The only thing that was holding that frame together, which by the way, was behind the suspension mount, the only thing that was holding the frame together was a bracket that was bolted to the frame. It, I think it was just like friction or something. I don't know what was holding the frame together. Uh, incredible. But anyway, um, I remember seeing Jason behind me and he was going like 20, 15, 20 miles an hour. We had our hazards on. We were being as safe as possible. Um, but I remember him just that his eyes were huge and, and he was steering this the, the steering wheel just back and forth back and forth like crazy like you would never believe he, it's like he's going around like the, the the tightest racetrack of all time and he's just trying to go straight trying to go straight that's what it's trying, trying to go straight, straight. it's because the bushings there are no bushings in the suspension so as the the, the leaf springs move sideways the, the, the car steers and it's just the whole thing with the night compensate it was oh, it was hell it the point hell. is in michigan you can drive that car legally yeah. and some of the stuff i see around here you wouldn't believe like okay pickup trucks thing? you will see pickup trucks that are bent in half between the cab and the bed like that's not an unusual thing it is a reg you will see, just see it driving 80 miles an hour and it's bent. The frame has clearly buckled. <laughs> it just, it's like you're not it's making incredible. a great case for Michigan right now, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you it, know. The, the, bed, is, the, the bed, the cab are holding the frame together at that point. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, I know the body is holding the frame together. And I, and I have to say, I always see cars on the side of the road where the, the either the wheel has fallen off or more likely the wheel has fallen flat because of a ball joint failure. And you just see this car with like, completely stranded and it's like some like you know dad or some kid someone taking their kid to school or something they are completely oblivious it's not like they're like a reckless punk like i these people think i am um but it's like just someone that's your daily driver and they just don't pay attention so like they, they can lose a brake line or they can lose a ball joint and it just happens like that anyway 
Uh, where I was going with that is that I do think I do think uh, basic inspections are a good thing. What I don't like is when they. The problem with it is they snowball and become ridiculous. You get all serious. Your voice came down. Yes, this really yeah. passionate about this. So, okay, and, and so would, Germany. Somebody Germany. hurt you. Yeah, somebody yeah. hurt you, David. Yeah. <laughs> Germany's inspection. Look, I think everyone there should be a basic inspection just to make sure brake lines, ball joints, all that. But Germany's inspection is absurd. <laughs> I mean, it is absurd. When I was, so I bought this video. They want it to be safe. They want it Look, to be good for the environment. <laughs> what is this nonsense? No, 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 I'm, no speed limits. So, I, look, and I get it. The Autobahn has no speed limits. Don't even get me started about the Autobahn. It's the most overrated road, uh, highway system of all time. But anyway, yes, there's no speed limits. I don't limit. think it's overrated, but we'll get into it. We'll get into that. Um, I understand vehicles that, you know, can go as fast as they want, they should be in great shape. But, and when it I keeps was, the road nice. They do, which is why you're always stuck in traffic because of construction. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I bought this van for 500 bucks and to get it through inspection. So I'll just tell you straight up. I failed inspection three times in Germany. And I remember when I was preparing for it, my friends who are one of whom is an inspector, a TÜV inspector. So German inspection is called TÜV. One of them said he looked, he went underneath my car and he said, so um, your brake lines have a little bit of surface rust on them. They're a little bit brown. They can't be that. There can't be, there can't be any surface rust at all on any brake lines. I'm like zero, sir, that, that's impossible. Like if they're not, if they're not brand new brake lines, how yeah, is that without even rust? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, just sand it down and put some grease on top of it and you're fine. Or spray paint it black. I'm like, how's that a workaround? <laughs> And then another one of my friends over there, he was like, okay, so you're putting these shocks on and they're bright blue shocks. Well, the factory shocks on this were probably not bright blue. So the inspector is going to say, yo, these are clearly not the factory shocks. Where's the factory part number? And you they're can't not upgrade anything. You can't you change. Can only upgrade your car with parts that have been certified by a government agency. Like you have to, you, if you see a, 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 a modified car in Germany, you should, yeah. you should go to the owner and say, Hey, can you show me that green sheet that you have? And they will pull out the sheet and it's literally got a list of every single part that they have on that vehicle. That's aftermarket and proof that it has been authorized for use on, on German road. That is insane. <laughs> okay. Mean, I'm with you on that one. I mean, that's. Yeah. Although it's crazy. not, it's not dissimilar to California emissions, and uh, and you you need the same thing on anything that affects performance in California. So that, that in that way they're similar. But that's However, just emission, but not suspension and like yeah, exactly. That's what I'm just saying. Just, like that goes just for like that. wheels too, right? Like if you don't, oh yeah, ridiculous. absolutely. Wheels Boo. totally. You can't just put re whatever wheel you want. Like not okay. at all. Boo. Also, I don't like that. Okay, yeah. If you add power, it gets tricky. Like you have to. That's go why we through. love America. You have to go through a process like I have to say, like when my friends hear the stuff that we can do, like when I tell them that I I could put any engine I want in my in, in my cars, if I want to put yeah. a, a freaking six liter diesel out of a bus in my Nash Metropolitan, I can do it. It's totally fine. Like, that's not God a thing. Bless America, man. And, and if you do yeah. add any power, God bless buses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you do add any power, you have to upgrade brakes. Some of that's logical, some of that. Anyway, the, the, the weirdest stuff is like, if when you go to Germany, you'll notice that you just don't see, 
you don't see janky cars. Like you no. don't see rust at all because it's True. not allowed. You, it literally is not, you cannot have a rust hole in your car. It's not allowed. It doesn't matter if it's structural or not. It's just the idea is that you could be walking past and you could like scrape your body. A pedestrian could like get cut on the really? rust or something. It's a, a nonsense. It, it really is nonsense. What about things like curb feelers or um, Great stuff question. That, you, that you could like actually, or you have a, a hood ornament that's got pointy things on it. Like, will they let you do that aftermarket? Doesn't affect performance, but you could scrape yourself against it or something. Um, I, honestly, it depends on the inspector. I will say that mm. like any any chip in your windshield, like if it's yeah. a chip, and if they say it's somewhere in your line of view and it's a chip, you're that's it. New windshield. What about those seats with the with, with the little wood ball things? The beads. So yeah, the, the beads. Are the bead seats are yeah. those allowed? Yeah, I that's don't know. If those, if, <laughs> yeah, those little wooden beads. I don't know if the German government needs to approve those. So what do broke ass um, people in Germany do? Like if you're just um, getting your car to go bus. well enough to get no, you no, no, to no. and from work. Yeah, I guess they think here's what you here's the beauty of Germany. Okay. So I'll just so the last time I, I just I just failed like two days ago inspection because my headlights were too dim. So they they do check your the brightness and the, the, the beam pattern and the brakes, by the way, have to be within 25% of one another in terms of braking force. So your left wheel and your right wheel have to brake within 25% in kilonewtons. It's all incredible. They have a machine that like, there's a gauge. It's amazing. Um, anyway, your question, Jason, again, was. <laughs> uh, oh, if you're broke, what a broke ass people oh, if you're do. Broke. You have, like, oh, here's the great thing. Get... Okay. The great thing about Germany is you can buy a car for so little money. I mean, really? so wow. little money. It, it, it's incredible. You can buy a, a legitimate car that just needs some things for a hundred euro or 150 euro. It, yeah, it's not like 500 bucks like you're paying for old postal jeeps, jeez. Uh, is this because they have minor <laughs> things and can't pass inspection, but a little bit of money would, is that why? That's right, yeah. And what it comes down to It takes to thousands like, to pass inspection, that's why. It's exactly right. If you can do your own work on a car, you can get something over there for like 200 euro and just put like a couple hundred euro into it and you're set. It's like, it really is amazing. Huh. All right, Mercedes, we're going to have to go over there and, and find some cool cars for 100 euro. Yeah, and, uh, Twingos, man. Mm. Yeah, what would you pick over there, Mercedes? Is there anything you'd have uh, your eye on? I can't legally import it yet. I, I, I'm saying David, David likes his car with me. It's the Audi A2. Ah, okay. We're going to get a fleet of them. To me, it looks like a four-seater, like a, a four-door uh, Audi TT. So that's, I just love that look. Oh, They're yeah. Cool. What, what year is that car? I think the earliest is a 2002. Oh, okay, so we have five more years. Yeah, we can find a way to sneak it through somehow. You know, yeah. you can bring it through Mexico. <laughs> the Audi, by the way, the Audi A2 is. I think the layperson would think the A2 is hideous, but uh, why was the A2 so great? It, it was the efficiency, wasn't it, Torch? No, I think the the A2 is yeah, because it was known for that, and it's the tall one, right, with the hood that you can't really open. Yeah, yeah the thing thick hood. I'm just trying yeah, to bring a picture up. They're very cool. We should look at them because they have, they were like those Mercedes that I like that no one else likes, the A-Class, like those tall, strange, they're packaging triumphs. I think they're fascinating also. And I packaging think the A2 triumphs. is, they are a packaging triumph. They do so much in such a little space. And the A2, the, the design language of that era is so clean and good. They're Bauhaus style. I think they're, I get it. I think they're fantastic. 
there's one particular version of it called the three liter. Okay. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's not that it has a three liter engine. It's called the three liter because it gets three liters per hundred kilometers of fuel economy, which is 78 miles per gallon. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it's not, you're not really going to get, but, but it gets incredible fuel economy. It's like this weird aluminum. It's like, uh, and you see them everywhere in Germany still, even though they're 20 some years old. It's, yeah, we got to, I think we need to get a whole fleet of them for us at the Autopia. <laughs> what else? What else is forbidden fruit that we're looking at over there? Anything? Twingo. Oh. I want a Twingo. I think a Twingo is a charming little car, and I think that would be a fun thing to have. That would be, I feel like that's a very practical, you could use it every day, save on gas, and it's very happy and fun. And a Clio V6, the engine right there in the middle back. Yeah, yeah, any of those, any, yeah. I'm trying to oh, think what Clio. other ones. Hmm. Smart Clio, the V6. Smart, oh, the Roadster. smart Roadster. Oh, yeah, man. that's a cool car also. I mean, well, let's talk about your smarts. Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have time for that? I think approximately 25% of my fleet are smarts. Yes. <laughs> the, the micro car of America and at this what, point. What made, you, uh, what made you interested in smarts to begin with? What drew you to the smart? Always a fantastic question. It, it yeah. happened when I was uh, either 15, 14. It was 2008. That's all I remember. It was in 2008. And um, my dad had wrecked another car um, and he, he had a thing for running, like he had like a Saturn and he like hit a curve at 60 miles an hour, just obliterated the unibody. And uh, my mom's like, we, we should go look at these new smart cars. They get tons of gas mileage and stuff and it'd be perfect for your dad. So we, we go to um, Lake Bluff, Illinois where, where, where a smart dealership was. And it's like, at first it was like walking to like an art gallery. They had art on the walls and they had the guy wearing like a tuxedo yeah. and stuff. And he's like, you can't buy a car because there's a waiting list that's a year long. But you can oh, look man. at the ones in the showroom and, and put $100 down for a reservation. And uh, as oh. he showed us around the showroom, we're like, oh, my God, it's like plastic. And you can see through the roof. And the whole roof is, is polycarbonate. And I'm like, 15-year-old me was like so like blown away about how they fit like a real car into such a small space. See, and then like yeah. rear engine, rear wheel drive way out. Like, right. Oh, it's, so great. it's a great design. You Even are right about that. Swatch. Yeah. It, it is. It, it is. It, it, it's in the enthusiast space. It doesn't get enough credit. If you consider rear wheel drive, rear engine, and this yeah. engineering wise, like the safety cage situation. It's. Yeah. And back in those days, um, you could go to the dealership, buy a set of panels for $900. And in three oh, hours, yeah. have, a, have like a whole new color for your car. What that's really so cool. right? Yeah, all the all the body panels, the hood and the doors could all come off. And you could and remember they and, had and very small that. like, That's rad. There's only clips and a few bolts holding them on. Like today it's very hard to find panels because Mercedes is no longer making them anymore. But back in those days, like if you want to just change it, if you want like a yellow car the next like the, the next week, you just go to the dealership, buy some panels, and three hours later you'd have like a red car that's now a yellow car. That's so cool. So what are the different smarts that you have? Oh boy. Um <laughs> Uh, I'll start with the first one. The first one's a 2012 uh, 4.2 Passion Coupe, or however you say it. Um, that was my very first. It was my my teenage dream car. I, I like that's the car I went to. Like after after I saw the Smarts at the dealership, I went to school the next day. Went to the lunch table. Like a Smarts, my dream car. And uh, <laughs> that's right. Was mercilessly mocked for like four years for that. And. Uh, <laughs> But in 2012, I finally got the money to, to buy one, and I bought it. I was so happy. And uh, 
it's been treating me nice and now has 160,000 miles. I've taken it off road. I've, I've towed trailers with it. Uh, let's see what else have I done with it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, most people don't think of an off-roading tow truck and think of a smart. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And then the second one I got for free, actually. Well, no, the second one did not get for free. That's the third one. Second one. So the 2012 caught on fire at some point. Um, I think someone sabotaged me because I, I was competing for an IT contract. It was like 34 people for one contract, uh, for, for one full-time position. And uh, one day my car mysteriously just caught fire on the way home. And I noticed that the, oh, no. the oil filter was no longer even there. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, I, it, the, the fire got put out, but it was running on one of its three cylinders. I got it home. Um, and back in those days, I, I knew like the president of Smart USA. I like I had I had their phone number and stuff, and I and I, had, I knew like some of the higher ups there. So I was like, hey, my car caught fire. Could you could you, could you like help me out? And they're like, yeah, well, you know, we'll get you in contact with our like one of the best remaining dealerships. We'll, we'll let you choose any car off the lot. Um, wow. uh, West Covina actually. So it's out there in California. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and so I went out there and the, the guy, the guy gave me, he was like, he literally like here for no money down, choose any car off the lot. We'll give you like, we'll give you 0% APR and we will give you trade in. We'll, we'll give him trade in value on your old car, but not actually take your old car. And, uh, so that actually worked out. So, I, I drove it home 36 hours in one go. Oh, jeez. I, I, I felt like doing a cannonball run for some reason. So I drove from Los Angeles to Chicago in 36 hours. Did you, so how do, you smart. Nap, how do you nap in a smart for two? Like, can, can you lean the seat back some? You yeah. could. Um, and I only got like two 30-minute naps. It, it, was, it was not great. I'm too old for that now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm way too old for that now. <laughs> Back then, I was like, I was driving, and like, I like, I was like, at the 24 hour mark, I was like, where have they been for the past day? I'm like, oh my god, I've been in this car for a whole for a whole day. <laughs> so you know, what my favorite smart was what was the 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 really unbelievably obnoxious designer car one? What was it with the with the wings? Oh, with the wings. Oh, the, the Jeremy Star Yeah. What? Who was it? Jeremy, the Jeremy Scott. But yes. Okay, we got to pull up a picture uh, uh, of this smart the just to show you know uh, people at home either either now or later. But it is literally, <laughs> I think, the most ridiculous uh, uh, OEM authorized custom uh, car I've ever seen in my life. It, it was. I, I can't even too. believe that they did it. Right. There I mean, are smart them out there. I've, I've seen one before. It's crazy. So you could order that one. I didn't really, I realize yes, you could, you could actually buy this no. smart. It is Hold beyond on. obnoxious. It, it, crazy. It, it didn't come with the crazy yeah, wheels. It, it didn't come with the crazy wheels and the interior was toned down a bit, but you actually got the crazy wings in the back. We got to try to find one of these. What? Oh, yeah, the Jeremy Scott one. Yeah, the wings yes. are what makes this thing. Yeah, yeah so, look at so that. the wings, the wings are cut in <laughs> half. So you actually had the brake lights still, but the, the half the wings are still there. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's because he did like tennis shoes, right? There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not the, the that's not the production version, but it, that's, that's, the, that's the crazy concept. Yeah. Oh, the, the production version is equally insane. It's the uh, it, production it, one. Uh, oh, you hear the thunder? Thunder. I don't want to. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it's thundering here. But. I don't know how they pulled this thing off. But oh, wait, there's, there's a production did. one, I think. Oh, there's a production David. one. It's uh, the one, on, the, on the right. On the right, scroll up just a little. Right there at the top of the screen on the right. You can right. see the brake lights still on it. 
Go d- down, okay, di- diagonally down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over. Oh, there yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. There, there it is. Wow. <laughs> this is this? real. What? Yeah, I love yes. that. That's you guys, we I mean, have to find one of these. Yeah, that would be amazing to find. How many I mean, do they make? Do we have any idea? Not many, but I, I like you, all you can do is buy the wings because those sail pillars come off. So you could you could retrofit a smart to have these wings. Uh, yeah, ladies, that yeah, feels like actually a, get the original with the Jerry whoa, Scott. You got that get that formats <laughs> and everything. Yeah, that's come amazing. On. I mean, this, this, is, this is the smart. Is pretty dope. It started as you know, like wow. they were Swatch originally. These were like fashion yeah. has kind of always been like a weird. Okay, Mercedes, we thing. we got to find one of these. I know you're you're yeah. always scouring the markets looking for you know weird cars as we all are. So uh, this is this has got to be a goal of ours. A Jeremy yeah, Scott that should be smart. A good mission. <laughs> Jeremy yeah. Scott smart. I'm not even sure they sold them in America. So <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. Forbidden fruits in Europe. Speaking we'll of it. forbidden fruit, you have a smart car that is. Uh, Mm, I don't know how you describe it. Questionable in some ways. The diesel. Pause. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of what my lawyer would say. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, are we not supposed I to talk about totally it. Totally legal car. <laughs> totally legal. Correct. Yeah. It's a diesel but. from Canada that I, I bought back in April. Okay, we won't tell anybody. Okay, we don't. Have to, but they didn't actually. Could you have bought one in America? What? Well, they made a diesel smart. I didn't know that. They did for two generations. Uh, mine Why gets makes sense. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think you know that because in Europe they would be they'd be decent. Wait, wait. Right? What fuel economy do you get? So I get seventy to the gallon around town, and about wow. 50, and about fifty-five doing eighty. Wow. What? It'll only do eighty-four though. So I mean, that's like near top speed. They'll still do fifty. Is it still 50. about three cylinders still under a liter still? Three diesel cylinders. It's six hundred and ninety-seven cc. I think it is. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Or is it 800 cc? Forget it's, it's under it's under a liter. <laughs> Whoa! Under gosh. a liter. <laughs> That's amazing. It's got the most adorable turbo, and the previous owner put like a blow off valve on it. So every time you shift, like, <laughs> chee, chee. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, that's he used to good. roll to the cold too, but doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's that's be an amazing cold roller. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> All right. So should that, we should number, we roll into that's um five? <laughs> Oh wait, you got. Oh wait, yeah. Wait, they're more smarts. I'm sorry. Is yeah, there, there's. Wait, uh, I got one for free once in, in out of out of Colorado, because the guy was just fed up with trying to register it, so he just gave it to me. Uh, let's see. There's one I bought for the gambler. I think it's all five. Unless I'm forgetting one. <laughs> okay. That's all awesome. right. That's that's amazing. <laughs> uh, David, I was wondering, should we should we transition into the Would You Rather since Mercedes is here? Oh, should we wait on that would also? You uh, Jason, we don't have we, we normally have that um, that one segment where you complain about um, uh, my uh, oh the, the spill the tea segment. But I don't I don't think I, I, don't, I don't think there's any tea to talk about today. No, this week's been pretty uh, pretty tame actually. Well, we already really... talked about tea in the tank, so we didn't talk about tea in the tank. That's the, right. I, I, don't, I don't think I have anything to complain about David doing horrible to me this week. So today's final segment will be Would You Rather? Or would Jason you rather? Yes. Oh, Jesus. all right. So. Yeah. So I try. I was the trying fever to make this a regular thing. I, I'm trying to do a regular thing, automotive related. Would you rather?s So I, I missed a couple weeks, but we're back on it now. So we're gonna do it at participatory style here. So okay. So this week, basically, it's two scenarios. Each scenario has good parts and bad parts, and then you're gonna decide which of these scenarios would you rather be part of your life. 
So scenario one, we're calling the combination platter. So basically this one, I have a whole story here about how you, uh, you're driving around, you see a red lobster by the side of the road. Uh, you get drawn to this one lobster in the tank who's making eye contact with you. This lobster oh, like a, a real lobster, not a restaurant. So A real lobster. And yes, oh, so you're at okay. a red lobster. You're going to the tank because you go in to eat oh, okay. a tank of lobsters. One of them you lock eyes with. You see his okay. little beady stock eyes and your eyes lock in. He's broadcasting into your brain and he lets you know he's he is the emperor of all lobsters. He's the magic lobster with powers. And he, if you get him to escape, he will give you a reward. So you grab him, you run out, you go to a ravine, you dump him in there, and he says, like, thank you as your reward. And he presents you with a silver platter, materializes between you. And he tells you, if you park any two cars above this silver platter, they will combine into a car that has the absolute best qualities of the two cars you put on there. And you can drive that car forever. But... It also okay. produces a car that has the worst qualities of the two together, and you have to drive that one about the same amount. So that's the first situation. And this could be an amazing thing. You could take a Lotus and a school bus, and you'd have something that can hold 30 people and can carve the canyons. Or you could take a Prius and a Lamborghini, and you could have a fast car that gets 50 miles to a gallon. But at the same time, you also have something cramped and slow with uh, difficult to service that you get so best and the worst all right that's scenario one that you're offered the magic combination platter scenario two is okay you decide you're going to do a lot of instagramming of car stuff you become very popular you have a huge following but it's getting expensive mostly because of gas you do a lot of road trips like david does and you're really losing your shirt on gas but you're getting sponsors who are interested in you one of the sponsors is the american egg council and they prevent you with a deal. They say, hey, we love what you're doing. We will pay for all of the gas you use. But for every gallon of gas, you have to eat two eggs. So if you're going to fill up your car with 10 gallons, you have to eat 20 eggs. And they're going to check. They have ways of checking. Your so oh, this is free easy gas, one for me. So which do you do? So do you do the lobster giving you the combination platter that makes a best car qualities and a worst car? Or do you get free gas for life as long as you can eat two eggs per gallon? So let's, we'll round robin. Bo, what, what's your call here? Which one you Oh, this to? is so easy for me. Is and not for the reasons eggs. that you think. I hate <laughs> eggs. I don't eat <laughs> eggs whatsoever. I don't touch them. They're disgusting. Oh. I, it's, that would be the worst thing in the world for me. So by default, but I would have picked that anyway, because I'd be so curious because I would just keep parking cars and see what weird things would start appearing magically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would, be, it would are, be fascinating. Honestly, the worst cars would be fascinating to see as much as the best ones. Like, absolutely. So how do you lose? You get two, two winning uh, combinations there. Cause you know, our love for the awful and, and the fantastic. So is uh, easy for me, but I hate eggs. Okay. Who's nice. What's your answer? Mercedes. Ooh, this is a difficult one. So I, it's definitely the lobster one, but 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 the vehicles that I would combine would either be a smart and my Volkswagen Twarg V10 TDI, or yeah. a Honda, my Honda Beat with my bus. Ooh. Oh yeah, that would be yeah, that's good too. Extremes. I wonder what the worst one would be. What it would drive like a bus and be as small as a smart as the Beat, but it would have to be as it would have to be take fun, up as though. much room. It would have to take up as much room as the bus, but have as much interior space as a beat, I think, for the world. Yeah, something as big as a bus with the beat's engine. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Zero to 60, not possible. But the thing is, remember, you have to drive that one as well if you want to drive the best quality cars. Like, you have to drive them both. You have to drive it. Same amount of time. If you do six hours in the good one, you got to do six in the shitty one. (laughs) I mean, driving a bus with like a Honda Beat engine might be fun. I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Just letting you know. It works. All right. David, what about you? Look, for me, the worst quality a car can have is is being boring. Like that's the worst thing it can be, it can be. So as long as you park two cars that don't have an ounce of boring in them, then their worst qualities aren't going to add up to boring. It's going to be bad and awful and it'll perform poorly, but it won't be boring. That's the thing. Like that's the worst. Oh, so, I never thought about you. Yeah, you're taking two great cars and then combining the best of them, then you're going to end up with two great cars. That's yeah. I mean, but the they thing all have is, they have drawbacks, though. Everything, no doubt, yeah. it, they'll perform poorly. They'll get bad fuel economy. They'll be a pain in the butt to drive every day. But they, you'll be like, this is so bad, but it's not boring. So yeah. you know, it's like for for me that's the one i mean I, i'm pro egg though i will say i'm, I'm quite pro- and if but you scramble you the eggs a nissan powder in a in a in a yugo because those are both fun me, cars. If I, uh, the, the, the the better like the good version of the nissan power yugo would actually be a pretty great car for one thing you'd get a little more horsepower because the yugo's got 67 horsepower. <laughs> the yugo's gonna be the one bringing the horsepower <laughs> the yugo's gonna be the one bringing the power the the worst version though is going to be not even sure you could survive a trip in that because the user you go has so many marginal qualities but you're not wrong it wouldn't be boring but the eggs thing you would consider david like if you had a big road trip ahead of you you knew you were gonna a lot of driving you could be okay with the two eggs per gallon i would do the two eggs per, per gallon only if this were like mercedes is uh diesel smart where you got like 70 miles per gallon and <laughs> and, and i would have to scramble the eggs um maybe throw them in like some kind of smoothie or something I, i'm worried about cholesterol issues but you know whatever yeah. you could never drive like a bugatti or something it'd be physically impossible you, to yeah, eat you that many die. eggs yeah. <laughs> you might die you yeah an ivy drip of egg that's that's the solution <laughs> See, i'd rather do that than actually eat an egg <laughs> you can do it kind of one gallon at a time like if you just kept like a dozen eggs in your car yeah, it'd be tricky. <laughs> like as you run out of gas, you just crack an egg in your mouth, and then. Well, they, I, 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 you know what, Bo? Magic Bo, so Bo you could get around this though through like brownies <laughs> that have eggs in them, or like yeah, um, I didn't think about pancakes, that. Pancakes, ah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, a, gas that's a lot. Eggs you're filling up. <laughs> but two eggs a gallon—that's a lot of eggs. That's a lot. Maybe I maybe I was a little too harsh in that. Maybe I should have. Yeah, yeah, that was a little. <laughs> Oh, well, that's yeah, that's what we learned with the the would you rather. All right, I think uh, I think I think it looks like okay. Uh, would you rather? It's a it's it's a it's it's got to be a, a mandatory uh, segment. I think. All right, we can do it. That'll be good. That'll force like me it. to write one of these every Friday. And the other one was either keep a, 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 a two fish in your mouth while you drive. What was that again? It was it was so yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the other one was you okay? Uh, it was some magic pond of fish, and they had a deal where you could. Every fish was a particular car. Some of them fantastic cars. They were magic fish. So you could grab a fish that was actually a Lamborghini Muria, and it would only turn into a Muria if you put it in your mouth. And as long as the fish was in your mouth, the a Lamborghini Muria would appear, and you could drive it as long as you wanted until you spit out the fish. 
And the thing is, there's an extra benefit to this because imagine living in like a big city like New York, you could have a beautiful car, a Lamborghini, and you, you don't have to worry about parking. You just spit the fish out into a plastic bag of water, go to whatever you're going to do, and then oh, pop it back in your mouth on the way home. Sure. So Wait, that's so what if the fish falls out while you're driving? It, then you the car disappears. Or if you swallow it, then it, and your car disappears. So you have to be you're careful. You're stuck on the highway you going 80. You're stuck in the highway going 80. You swallow that fish, you're basically dead because the car is going to disappear, <laughs> and you're still going 80 with a fish in your gut and then you're just you're dead so yeah it's there's a problem there and then the other one one that like someone complained about the scatological quality was i said what if you had um some ability if you you could take a shit in a box and if you put that box in the car nothing bad like the car would not break or degrade or anything like you could get a car perfect as long as you had this box of magic shit somewhere in the car it had to be open then the car would never degrade in any way even if you got yeah, hit you or had replenish it once a month you had to replenish it once a month you have to dump out the old box of shit ooh demolition derby with the box of shit the you, could, you would you would win shit out then the car all of the cumulative damage all of a sudden hits the car and it basically just turns to crap because the, the shit is receiving all of the damage and wear and tear and rust and everything so as long as the box of shit is in the car the car is in perfect shape but the second it goes out everything that happened in that car immediately comes to it so it would be destroyed basically uh, or the well, mind of torchinsky about running away the repair shop using this idea you know just, just well i was thinking yeah you just someone you just have to explain to everybody i can fix your old jag like new but you're gonna have to keep this open box of my shit in your car you're gonna but need so a thousand yeah. Christmas tree air fresheners. Yeah, <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> but the car is perfect, and you, you, and if you're running that shop, it's great because every month they have to come and get a new supply, and you can, you wouldn't have to charge a lot. You can only charge like fifty bucks a box, and you just Wait. have a, such a supply of people. Could you put the box into a box? Gotta be open. <laughs> it's gotta be open. You gotta. It's gotta be a. It's gotta, one, be, yeah, open. It's gotta be an open box of shit. It's not that big. It's like you know, like. Not all right, Torch. <laughs> all right, Torch. Real on life. that note. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's it's a like great note. People outside hearing this conversation here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great note to conclude this podcast. Uh, Mercedes, you're going to uh, an Oshkosh air, Oshkosh, right? Air show? Yeah, it's uh, the Experimental Aircraft Association Oshkosh Air Ventures. Basically, 600,000 people, thousands of planes just buzzing all over the place for a whole weekend. Technically, it's going Amazing. for the whole week, but I'm coming at the tail end of it gonna be epic get I'm lots of pictures write us something cool yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to hear about i'm it. trying to convince someone to let me fly a plane i brought my logbook i brought my student pilot license <laughs> please do that would be Ooh. awesome thank you so much for joining us uh it won't be thank the you, last Mercedes. time yeah we'll um, have you back i'm sure yeah. thanks everyone for watching um uh, next week and listening and listening yeah. especially listening uh next week friday another podcast um It'll be fun. I, I can't promise we're going to talk about open shit containers in cars. Yeah.